You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and on this edition of the show, we're going to be discussing the idea of Arsenal moving for Alvaro Morata between now and the end of the transfer window. There's no secret uh, about it. There's no um, way of shirking this. Arsenal are having a bit of a striker crisis. It looks as though Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has probably played his last game for the club and there are talks uh, between Arsenal and, and Juventus and Barcelona about the possibility of him leaving the club on loan. We know that Lacazette is yet to sign a new deal. We know that Eddie Nketiah is yet to sign a new deal. And we've also sent Fuller and Balogun out on loan. So there's no doubt about it. Arsenal have a striker crisis. It's a big problem. It's a big worry and it's a big concern. And going into the remainder of the season, I think, like me, a lot of Arsenal fans out there feel that it's a huge gamble to rely on Lacazette and Eddie Nketiah to lead the line for this club. And therefore, if you're going to ask me one position that I think needs addressing between now and the end of the window, it's got to be a centre forward. We've got to bring another option in. Now, I've been quite vocal about the fact in the last few weeks that I don't want to see Arsenal go out and spend money or make huge financial commitments on players that I don't see as part of the long-term future. Um, But I'm not against a short-term fix. I'm not against Arsenal making a move that at least mitigates some of the risk of what would happen if Alexander Lacazette picked up an injury. And aside from the injuries as well, Alexander Lacazette looks knackered. He looks absolutely shattered. And, you know, yes, the team have gone away on a little break now to Dubai, and hopefully that gives him an opportunity uh, to recharge his batteries. But I just think that, you know, he is somebody who, after 70-odd minutes, tends to drop in terms of his level. And often we need to call upon someone from the bench. Some of you have talked about... Nicolas Pepe coming back and and being potentially a centre-forward option. Others have talked about uh, Gabriel Martinelli being moved into that position. And so we're not completely strapped of options, but none of them are natural centre-forwards. And what you're doing is putting a square peg into a round hole, which very rarely works out well. So I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking about this particular story. I've been thinking about the links with Alvaro Morata and whether or not I would take him. And I posted on Twitter yesterday something along the lines of how can we as Arsenal fans turn our noses up at a striker who was good enough for Chelsea, for Real Madrid, for Atletico Madrid, now for Juventus, um, but isn't good enough supposedly for an Arsenal side who haven't been in the Champions League now for a number of years. I didn't say that he's the long-term solution. I wouldn't go out and spend big amounts of money on Alvaro Morata to bring him in the door, but I would consider him as a stopgap. And I can see a lot of you in the chat completely disagree with me, and that's fine. Um, Everybody's entitled to their opinions, and, and I certainly respect yours. I just want you guys to hear me out on why I don't think that Alvaro Morata coming in on a six-month loan deal, let's say, would be the worst thing in the world, and why I think we could do a lot worse in terms of finding 
uh, a stopgap replacement or stopgap cover in that centre forward role. Now, if we head over uh, to Alvaro Morata's uh, transfer market page, um, and I'm going to share this on the screen for those of you watching us on YouTube. If you're listening via the audio, don't worry. Uh, I'll keep you up to speed uh, with all the information. Uh, but let me just uh, share that for our live viewers now. Uh, bear with me a moment. Should have done this before, but obviously not organised enough. Look, you're talking about a player who's won two Champions Leagues, a player who's won an FA Cup and, and a whole host of other trophies. You're talking about a player who is 29 years old. You could argue he's at the peak of his powers. He's a current Spain international. He scored 23 goals in 50 appearances for Spain, which is pretty decent. Um, currently at Juventus, on loan, however, from Atletico Madrid. So one of the negatives in trying to get this done is that it's quite a complicated deal. It's a deal whereby you would need Juventus to send him back and then you'd have to agree with Atletico Madrid that he's going to come to the Emirates uh, for a little while. Now, lots of people keep in the chat talking about his time at Chelsea and we'll come on to that in a minute. Just hear me out. I just want to run through the reasons why, as I say, I think that you could do a lot worse than Alvaro Morata if you're looking for a stopgap striker to come in and help the team out during what's undoubtedly going to be a difficult period. Look, you don't play for Real Madrid, Juventus, Chelsea, Atletico Madrid if you're crap. OK, let's get that straight. So people who are straight up saying Alvaro Morata is crap, that for me doesn't wash. You look at his CV, he's clearly someone who has made an impression on the European stage. And I think as Premier League fans, I say this all the time, we can be accused of being snobs. There is a lot of snobbery among Premier League fans. And I'm not digging out anyone in particular. I just think that sometimes we look at football here in the Premier League and we feel as though like the Premier League is the be all and end all. And outside of that, actually, everything is at a much lower level. When I think when you're talking about the elite clubs, the Atletico Madrid's, the Juventus's, the Real Madrid's, I don't think it's fair to say that. So you look at his career and I think he's done pretty well. OK, he's had a decent time at a number of clubs he's been at. And you only need to have a look at uh, the stats by club page uh, to understand exactly what I'm talking about. Look, Juventus, 166 appearances, uh, 55 goals and 35 assists. That's 90 direct goal contributions in 166 games. So that's more than one in two. You look at his time at Real Madrid, where he was very much on the fringes of things for a lot of the time. 95 appearances, 31 goals, 11 assists, 42 direct goal contributions in 95 games. You look at his time at Chelsea, where he was supposedly uh, a disaster. He managed 30 direct goal contributions in 72 games. And during his time at Atletico Madrid, he managed 28 direct goal contributions in 61 appearances. This is not a guy who has been a flop everywhere he's been, like some people are suggesting. It's complete nonsense. Did he come with a, a big reputation and maybe not hit the heights at some of these clubs that some people thought he might? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. When Chelsea signed him, I think a lot of people expected that he would bring a lot more to the table. But just because you don't meet the astronomical expectation that some people put on you. It doesn't mean that you're a flop necessarily. There is a middle ground sometimes. And while I agree with Fala in the chat who says stats don't tell the whole story, I think I don't think the whole story with Alvaro Morata is a bad one. 
I think that Alvaro Morata would be quite suited to Arsenal right now in the sense of I think his link-up play is good. I think his build-up play is good. I think he's willing to run channels. I think he's willing to drop into deeper positions. I think technically he's quite good. I think you can make the ball stick with him up top, which is something that I think Lacazette probably struggles with. He's got a physical presence that Lacazette doesn't have. He's got an aerial threat that Lacazette doesn't have. And I'm not saying that Alvaro Morata is the answer to Arsenal's problems moving forward for the next few years. I'm saying that Alvaro Morata is somebody who could come in if we could get this deal done and the terms were right and add something to this squad. I'd feel a lot more comfortable if Lacazette were to get injured with the idea of Alvaro Morata coming in and playing up top than I would if Eddie Nketiah was leading the line. And can any of you hand on your heart say that you'd prefer to see Eddie Nketiah uh, leading Arsenal's front line over Alvaro Morata? I think if you're saying that, you need to you need to reconsider. Um, you know, that, that that's my opinion. Um, that, that, that's my view. I know a lot of people would disagree with that. Uh, Martin has done some really good master assesses. So based on that, he should score 10-ish goals or so for the remainder of the season. Look, if he was to come in and contribute 10 goals, that would be massive. 10 Premier League goals, even seven, even eight could be the difference between us uh, progressing into the European places and, and finishing up where we want to finish up as opposed to not. Um, some of you are saying that you prefer Mika Beereth to Morata. How can you say that? On what basis? Please uh, let me know in the chat. On what basis has Mika Beereth done more in his career to suggest that he would be a better option today than Alvaro Morata? Uh, Chris says your standards are on the floor. Um, and I knew I was going to get stick for this opinion and from this point of view. But this is for me a, a case or a consequence of people believing too much of what they read and not actually doing the eye test themselves, not always looking at a player for what they actually see and taking into account some of the unfair things that have been said about certain players over the years. And I think this has happened with with so many players down the years. Players have been labelled as flops and they can never shake that tag, um, even if you know, even if their performances don't suggest that. Now, remember, Alvaro Morata, you know, it, it might not be possible to do this. It, it might not be a deal that can get done, but there are reports suggesting that this is an option that Arsenal could explore. It's, it's something that Juventus would be happy to facilitate because they've brought in Dusan Vlavic. But again, as I said at the top of the show, it's a difficult deal to do because he's currently owned by Atletico Madrid. So you're not just dealing with one club, you're relying on Juve, to cut that loan deal short, Atletico agreeing to cut that loan deal short, and then Atletico agreeing for him to come to us. So it's not an easy one to do by any stretch of the imagination. Charlie says uh, he's a better footballer than Lacazette, but he can't finish for shit. Lacazette can't finish for shit either. I mean, we're talking about a guy here, right? Um, in Alvaro Morata, who's got 23 goals in the Champions League. We're talking about a guy whose goal record, I think, is nowhere near as bad as people may think without looking it up, if that makes sense. And in fact, in order to kind of um, to compare those, let's have a look at Alexander Lacazette's page. Let's have a look at Alexander Lacazette's stats and facts. And most people have been happy with him leading the line this season. Most people have um, been OK with what he's done, what he's brought to the team. I would argue that Morata could bring more to our overall game. You know, Lacazette's record it is pretty decent as well. But if you break it down into seasons, um, let's do it, all seasons. 
You know, because so, somebody replied to me on Twitter yesterday saying that Morata has never scored more than 20 goals in a season. Um, let's find a season where Lacazette has. Has he ever done it since coming to Arsenal? 17-18, he got 17. 18-19, he got 18. 19-20, he got 12. 2021, he managed 16. And in last season, the 20... Uh, yeah, he got 16. And in 2021, 2022, so far, he's got five. So this is what I don't get. This is what I don't get. I don't get the snobbery towards what Morata's produced in terms of outputs when we've been quite happy with Lacazette. I'm not even saying that the guy is definitely categorically 100% an upgrade on Laka. I'm saying he's an upgrade on Enketia. And if it's a deal that can be done in which he comes to the club and stays there for the next six months to give us another option and then packs his bags and leaves and walks off into the sunset. I think it's quite a sensible um, a sensible thing to consider. And I know a lot of people disagree, uh, but that's my view. That's my take on it. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, please do hit the like button. Uh, really, really do appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel if you're new as well. It really, really helps. And uh, going back to it, people are saying, you know, we can do better. We could do better. But we might not be able to in the space of the next couple of days. And that's the point. Um, you know, that, that that's the point for me. Uh, Omar's in the chat. Uh, Omar says, I've just seen your birthday message in yesterday's show, Harry. Thanks, Harry. Omar. Happy birthday, mate. And again, uh, apologies. It was late. I totally missed it the day before. Uh, so I do apologize for that, man. And uh, happy birthday to you. Hope you had a good one uh, with your friends and family. Uh, right. Let's get some questions in for the remainder of the show. Not going to be a hugely long one today just because um, I am on live commentary of Celtic versus Dundee United from the Scottish Premiership. Fancy joining me for that? Not much football action or well, no Premier League action. Uh, this weekend. So if you fancy joining me for a bit of Scottish Premiership action, you can uh, you can download the Flash Score app if you're in the UK or anywhere in the world, in fact, and you can tune in via that. I'll be on live comms, radio comms uh, from 2.55pm UK time. Right, let's take uh, some of your questions. Um, before we do that, though, quick message from our sponsor, if you're listening via the audio platforms. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Chronicles of Aguna Arsenal podcast brought to you by the 90 Min Network. As ever, uh, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and we're going to be taking some of your questions following a bit of a discussion, a bit of a download on why I don't think, despite public opinion being the complete opposite, uh, the idea of bringing in Alvaro Morata on a short-term deal that would see him uh, provide backup support to Alexander Lacazette in the centre-forward position for the remainder of the season is the worst idea in the world. I'd actually consider it. If you get to the end of the window, this is something that can happen and, and we're not going to go out big and we're not going to bring in someone for the longer term and we are simply looking for a short-term fix. I think you could do a lot worse than Alvaro Morata. And I think Matt sums this up perfectly and this was the point I was trying to make. I'd rather have Morata come on than Eddie. And that's the point. You're not, nobody's saying that Alvaro Morata is the best striker in the world and that he takes Arsenal to this next level. We're simply saying that he's a better option than Eddie Nketiah and arguably a better option than Alexander Lacazette. So why would we turn our noses up at it if that opportunity was to present itself? Let's take this question from Matt. He says, Harry, if Morata came in, 
what would he have to contribute for you to call it a successful loan spell? Um, he'd have to give us an option from the bench. He'd have to give us um, something slightly different to what Lacazette gives us. Because I think in a lot of games and in a lot of instances with this Arsenal side, when teams have come and sat and provided a low block and really uh, sat on the edge of their boxes and tried to make it difficult for us, we've almost had to resort to working spaces in the wide areas. And sometimes when you're putting crosses into the penalty area, as committed and as hardworking as Alexander Lacazette is, he just doesn't give you that presence. And sometimes it's not even about the player scoring the goal. I mean, I can't tell you how many times when Olivier Giroud was at Arsenal, I'd come away from the Emirates Stadium. Somebody else had scored the winner, but I would be talking about the impact that Olivier Giroud had coming off of the substitutes bench or, you know, from being on the pitch from the start, just because he would occupy centre-halves be able to bring things down, be able to create spaces and opportunities for others in and around him. And I think sometimes we miss that big physical focal point. In terms of a goal return, even if he scored five, six goals, that's more than I would trust Eddie Nketiah to score in the Premier League. It's all good doing it in the Carabao Cup against championship opposition but or, or League One opposition in some cases. But I, I would think that Morata would give us a few goals and I think he would give us an alternative type striking option, one that's different to what we currently have. And he's experienced. He's not a kid. He's played in the Premier League before. There shouldn't be a huge adaptation period. And I just think that as far as short term fixes go, you can do a lot worse. Uh, let's see. Uh, Afsar says uh, Morata over Eddie any day. I would be happy with Morata on a loan 100%. And remember, he's not being binned out of Juventus because he's no good, right? He's leaving. He, he, he could leave Juventus because they've just forked out a shit ton of money on Dusan Vlavic. Um, you know, he was playing for a long time in Cristiano Ronaldo's shadow and he's not the first and he probably won't be the last to do that. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, do 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 uh, Halo Mateus says, what player is available and would be willing to come to Arsenal who would be better than Morata? Uh, another good point. Uh, Christoph says, it's a fair take, Harry. I think there are other options right now without breaking the bank. Do you think Skamaka would be too difficult a deal to bring over the line before the window closes? I do. And I think that Skamaka um, is... I think he's interbound. Um, I think he will want to join Inter in the summer. Juve have moved to bring in their prospect striker or striker that they feel could lead the line for many years to come in Dusan Vlavic. And I think it's only a matter of time before Inter do the same. And as we've spoken about before, I think there's a real reluctance among Italian players to leave Italy. Um, I think they'd prefer to stay, uh, you know, at home and as I keep saying, although a lot of Premier League fans turn their noses up at, at Serie A, uh, the standard of it and what it is, I think that it's very well loved in Italy. And I think outside of this country, it's placed in much higher esteem than it is here. So um, I, I think that would be too tough to do. And I think we'd be kind of in the same boat where the player's next move is probably already mapped out. He probably already knows what he wants to do. I'm sure Inter have already felt out uh, a potential deal with Sassuolo. And uh, and as a consequence, I think this would be um, really difficult. And it, just just looking at it as well, uh, just Googled it. Uh, according to Alfredo Pedula, who's a, a pretty well-known Italian football writer, uh, Inter are actually closing in 
uh, on securing a deal for him in June. So I don't think that one's uh, achievable, if I'm honest. Um, Luke Williams says, do you think in the summer we'll see a lot of incoming players considering we let a lot go this window? Yeah, I'm hopeful. Uh, hopeful that we'll do some business. And I, I keep saying in many ways that, you know, I'm OK with this mass exodus, if you like, if it means we're clearing and paving the way for new players. If we're not doing that, though, then it's a problem uh, because we clearly need reinforcements. And even more so if we're going to get into Europe uh, for next season. What else have we got? Um <laughs> Uh, Fala says, Harry, I think you've reached the level where beggars can't be choosers. And that's very unfortunate for the club to lower our standards. Well, beggars can't be choosers. And we've got two days remaining of the transfer window. So you'll have to forgive me if I don't think that we're going to go out or, or I'm not massively um, overconfident that we're going to go out and break the bank for someone. There's a tiny little part of me that hopes, just a tiny one, that we're going to go on deadline day to the La Liga offices and deposit the release clause for Alexander Isak. But uh, it's just a tiny little hope. Uh, Ray Anderson says, I listened to your commentary on the Flash Got app. Thank you so much, mate. Any feedback is uh, is much appreciated. Still very much learning the trade, um, but obviously appreciate any feedback and appreciate you guys tuning in as well, uh, even if it's just for a few minutes so that you can give me some feedback. Check it out. Let's check where we are on the like front uh, because we've got 300 of you watching us live right now, but there's only 59 likes on the board. So please do um, hit that like button if you haven't done so already. It really does help. Uh, Mr. Joe Kerr, um, thank you so much for your super chat, mate. Uh, really, really do appreciate and appreciate you being a member too. He says, do you, like me, feel that another season in the Europa would be more long-term beneficial than CL immediately? Arsenal back at the top is a marathon. I get what you're saying. I think we're in a world where we can't really say that among the Arsenal fan base because everybody goes apeshit about it and it's like, oh, your standards are in the bin and all of that stuff. But this is why I'm not, you know, I'm hopeful that we can finish in the top four and I'd love it if we did. But if we don't, as long as we make the Europa League, I think that's still progress and I think that's still moving in the right direction. Um, I think that, if we went into the Champions League with this squad now, we'd be up shit street. We might even get knocked out in the group stage. And and, and then that would just bring a whole new uh, layer of criticism to, to Arsenal's doorstep. So I get what you're saying. I, I, I really do. Um, Charlie says, uh, do you think that Morata would start on the bench? I think he's better than Lacquer, really. Yeah, I would make an argument that he's better than Lacazette as well. Um, but even if Mikel wanted to stick with Lacazette as the main striker. Just having that option is just so much more, um, you know, it's just a so much better option than than pulling on Eddie Nketiah or asking Martinelli to play out of the position that is his best position or asking Nicolas Pepe to go and, and do the role that Lacazette does, which contrary to what a lot of people say, I don't think he would be uh, cut out for, if I'm honest. Uh, Soul Checker says, uh, do you think this is the calm before the storm? Uh, and Monday we'll have a deluge of incoming players. That would bloody be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, it really would. It really would. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Essential Departure says, we had set the standard for the season as achieving top six. We've done well overall and top four looks realistic. But does this transfer window now make the top six look a more realistic expectation now? Um, 
I'm not sure it's necessarily the transfer window that's done that. I think that's contributed to people's mindsets perhaps changing. But I think what's been more, um, what's been a bigger kind of contributing factor to the, the shift in mindset maybe back to the top six is is a few things. I think Tottenham have uh, improved under Antonio Conte. They're on a decent run of results. Okay, they got beat by Chelsea, but they always do. But overall, I think they're on a decent run of results and they're looking better. I think Manchester United are going to click back into gear. I think that people feel that they're, even if on a slight up, back on the upward trajectory again. And um, I think that the fact that we had a really shit January in terms of results has kind of really changed the mood around the place. So um, I, I think it's a combination of those things. But I think we we got sucked in a little bit to the whole top four thing. Personally, I never felt that it was likely. Doesn't mean I don't think it's achievable. That's Those are two different things. I think you've always got to aim for it. While that possibility of finishing in the top four is there, you have to do everything you can to make it happen. But if you fall slightly short, that doesn't mean that everything you've done all season has been a failure and a, and a shambles, et cetera, et cetera. And, but I don't have the trust in a lot of people out there um, that they will, they will see it like that and they'll see it rationally. And that's what always worries me about Arsenal and, and the, and when we don't pick up results in the short term, uh, Martin says, uh, Harry, what do you make of the Ivan Tony video? I've seen that going around. Look, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, People do stupid things. People say stupid things. You can't judge someone based on a five-second video clip. He doesn't know that that's going to go out all over the place. Um, he maybe should be a little bit wiser to it, uh, given his position. But he's just trying to—he's just trying to act the big man in front of the girls. I think so. Um, yeah, if I was a Brentford fan, I wouldn't be that bothered about it. Um, but the way uh, the way people. Um, you know, overreact to certain things and and take things personally on social media sometimes is is beyond me. Uh, Trevor says, uh, I voted no, but I agree with you, Harry. Trevor, just referring to the poll uh, in the live chat. We'll check the results on that in just a second, but good to see um, that even though you voted no initially, uh, you, you at least get where I'm coming from. I don't expect everyone to agree, uh, but at least to understand where I'm coming from. Look, we've got 210 votes on that poll currently. In the live chat box, the question is, would you consider Alvaro Morata on a short-term deal to help ease the striker crisis at Arsenal? And 48% of you say yes, 52% of you say no. I thought this would be weighted heavier in the no section. So I'm uh, pleasantly surprised that I'm not the only one that thinks he'd be a decent short-term, let's make that clear, short-term option. Uh, big hello to Mark De Cruz. How about Luka Jovic on loan? Love from India. Big shout out to everyone joining us from India because I know we've got a lot of Indian listeners and viewers. Hope you guys are all well. Um, yeah, that's another potential option. Um, I, I know more about Morata and that's why I'd probably lean that way. But I think, obviously, as I said, it's a much more complicated deal to get done. So perhaps Juve, uh, uh, sorry, Jovic is, uh, is a more... Um, is a more uh, attainable prospect. Uh, Tom says, join the conversation late. What do you think about triggering Tyler Adams's release clause and Isak's release sorted? And I need that sweatshirt. I'd love to get Isak in. I don't know a massive amount about Tyler Adams, but um, from what I read, from what I hear, he's, he's, he's a decent player. Uh, and as for the sweatshirt, do you know what, mate? I've had this for years. And every time I see my dad, 
and you know on the odd occasion you you wear it i'm one of those guys that's too lazy a lot of the time to go and put my clothes away so my wife will will, will do them the, the washing and the cleaning and she'll put them on my bed and she'll say to me oh, when you get a chance put this away normally if i leave it long enough she'll just do it um <laughs> and and because she's fed up of looking at it but some if I, if it is there i'll just pick up the stuff on top and then you tend to just wear the same things over and over again because you can't be bothered to go in the wardrobe and get other stuff but um this sweatshirt is so old that every time i see my dad and i'm wearing it he goes oh my god you still got that sweatshirt it's like the same thing over and over again uh but yeah i uh, got it from arsenal a long long time ago but perfect for today's weather not too cold um but not not warm at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, big hello to Ayoku, who joins us from Canada. He says, greetings from Canada. What would it take for Oba to return if we don't sign anyone? That is a question uh, for Mikel Arteta to answer, man. Uh, you know, I don't, um, I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know exactly what's gone down. And, and as I say, it, as I've said before, I'd imagine that it's a bigger issue than what we know uh, to be the, the, problem in the case at this moment in time so yeah uh jid says how can someone vote on the poll but not smash the like button absolutely absolutely what is going on there uh, as i say we've got 248 votes on the poll but just 97 likes on the board surely we can get that to 150 while i take a couple more questions sorry it's not the longest of episodes today but i am on live commentary as i said Celtic versus Dundee United. Join me on the Flash Score app from 2.55 if you fancy it, but I need time to get from this to that. <laughs> uh, what else have we got in the chat box? Uh, James points out that Tyler Adams, who was mentioned just a moment or so ago in the live chat, can play it right back too, uh, which is really, really interesting um, because, you know, we, we're a little bit worried or a lot of people are worried about the, the idea of... Um, you know, allowing Callum Chambers to leave and that leaving us with solely Cedric Suarez as cover for Takahiro Tomiyasu, who's currently got some injury problems. So, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really great point as well. Um, the thing is, though, RB Leipzig in the Champions League as well, um, it's not going to be easy to prize players away uh, from that type of side, you know, but it looks a decent player. And as I've said, listen, I don't know a lot about the Bundesliga and I don't know an awful lot about the USA as a national team. Um, and, and I want to know more and, and I want to do a show where we talk about Matt Turner, uh, the goalkeeper that Arsenal have agreed to sign at the end of the season from New England Revolution. Uh, and maybe we can get Tyler Adams into that as well. So I will look out for an MLS expert. If anyone knows of any, um, or anybody that follows the US men's national team, drop their name in the, not the chat, the comments so that I can dig it out afterwards. Uh, Junior Howe says, come on guys, if you dislike Spurs, smash that like button. Absolutely. Look, we're nearly on 120. Let's try and get 30 more likes on the board. That'd be great. Right. Going to take a couple more questions uh, before I jump. Uh, Simon says, do you think we'll even make any big signings in the summer, Harry? I do. I do. I think that that was always the plan. I think that that was always the intention. As I keep saying, I think some of the circumstances uh, that have unfolded in the interim, i.e. the situation with Aubameyang, i.e. Uh, the problems that we've had in midfield, I think a lot of that has kind of accelerated the need in a lot of people's eyes for Arsenal to go out and do that significant business now. But I think 
in an ideal world, the club would have always preferred to have to have gone with what we got, and um, and then looked at um, looked at the striker situation. Uh, Sports Genius says, Harry, look out for nineteen-year-old US striker Ricardo Pepe. Um, he's playing on Sunday. I just want to bring you guys' attention to that because hold on a minute. Uh, let me just find it. One second, one second, one second. As you guys know, um, I work with uh, 90 Min. And if I just share my screen with you guys, uh, 90 Min have a podcast, which is called Football Americana, which focuses uh, on football in the US. And they've had some wonderful guests on there. If you are an MLS fan or you're big on American sport, just look at this list of guests. I mean, Tyler Adams has been on there. Okay, Tyler Adams was on episode five. Matt Turner uh, is on episode four. Megan Rapino was on episode six. And on episode two, it was Ricardo Pepe. So there's some really, really interesting episodes there uh, that you would definitely, definitely enjoy. Check it out. Football Americana. It's hosted by Yale Ava Butch West, who's an ex a uh, soccer player in the United States, and uh, she's spoken to all these wonderful people. Uh, so there you go. Plug in there for Football Americana. Please do check it out. Uh, let's take this super chat uh, from Tom, who says donations for your laundry services. <laughs> Thank you so much, mate. He says Tyler Adams is tenacious, versatile, and a better captain for the US than Pulisic. Brilliant stuff. Um I'm interested to know more. I, I really, really am. And I'm probably going to go back and listen to that Tyler Adams interview now, because I must admit, when I went to that page to find you the Ricardo Pepe link, I forgot that Tyler Adams had been on there. Uh, Arteta, Iceberg, Arsenal, Titanic, Cronky, Captain. That is a mouthful of a screening. Says, hi, Harry. Can you name a manager who had got a team full of his liking? I can't remember a team where managers had players of their choice. Yeah, look, no manager has 11 players that they want, but they can have more of the players that they want than 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 others. And I think that's um that's kind of the key here. Um you know, Mikel Arteta's got to um get it right. He's got to get the maximum out of what he has available to him and we can't always use the excuse of we haven't done business. But when you see how this month's gone, it's hard not to have sympathy for the manager. Um because I think we could have done a lot more, obviously, uh, but we haven't. Uh, maybe that is for reasons out of our control. I don't know. Uh, none of us will ever really know. Uh, but yeah, we've just got to stay patient, see what happens uh, between now and Monday. OK, I'm going to leave it there because I have got work to be getting on with. But please do, uh, if you haven't done so already, hit that like button. We're still not on 150 likes. Come on, guys. Let's get over the line. Subscribe to the channel. If you are new, thank you for all your kind super chat donations. If you fancy supporting the podcast, you can do so by becoming a member. Click on the link in the description uh, and you'll also get the opportunity to come on the podcast with me uh, as a member. So please do check it out. I'll be back very, very soon with more. Hopefully there'll be some transfer news that drops and maybe we can chuck in another show tonight, tomorrow. Who knows? Please do get involved. Uh, like, share, subscribe, comment. You know the drill. Catch you all soon. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast.
Simeon.